Welcome back to Last Touch Channel. My name is Anton Vjeltsin. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. When we talk about the Fourth Amendment, we're usually discussing the police conducting some search or seizure. But of course, the Fourth Amendment doesn't only apply to the police conduct. It applies to all governmental agents. And so in this video, instead of focusing on the police, we're gonna talk about the Fourth Amendment in the medical sphere. And we're gonna answer the question, whether the use of threat of criminal prosecution against pregnant women who are using cocaine can justify a warrantless and non-consensual search or would it violate the Fourth Amendment. Almost forgot to mention, if you want to support my channel, please go to lastash.com merch and consider buying one of my products, including t-shirts or these do not arrest this person hats, which are, by the way, 35% off right now. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Law Stash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeltsin discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California State Courts on the Law Stash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Law Stash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we'll be discussing Supreme Court case Ferguson versus City of Charleston, where staff members at a local public hospital became concerned over an apparent increase in the use of cocaine amongst pregnant women, who are also patients in receiving treatment at their facility. The staff members offered to cooperate with local law enforcement in prosecuting pregnant women who eventually gave birth to children who were addicted and tested positive to drugs. Accordingly, the staff members, along with law enforcement, created procedures and a task force in battling this problem. A task force made up of hospital representatives, police, and local officials developed a policy which set forth procedures for identifying and testing pregnant patients suspected of drug use required that a chain of custody be followed when obtaining and testing patients' urine samples, provided for education and treatment referral for patients testing positive, contained police procedures and criteria for arresting patients who tested positive, and prescribed prosecutions for drug offenses and or child neglect, depending on the stage of the defendant's pregnancy. Other than the provisions describing the substance abuse treatment to be offered women testing positive, the policy made no mention of any change in the prenatal care of such patients, nor did it prescribe any special treatment for the newborns. A number of patients sued, arguing that their Fourth Amendment rights were violated because the searches were conducted without a warrant and without their consent. Now, the city and the hospital asked the court to recognize that in certain special circumstances, special needs justify a search policy designed for non-law enforcement ends. Now, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and generally speaking, officers need to have a warrant before they conduct a search. But remember, it's not just law enforcement officers. The Fourth Amendment equally applies to all governmental agents. And in this case, nobody argues and nobody disputes that the fact that this is a public hospital, the staff members there are governmental agents and thus the Fourth Amendment applies to them. 
as well as the search, nobody disputes the fact that the governmental agents, the staff members at the hospital, took urine samples. The urine sample is a search under the Fourth Amendment. Now the question is, are there special needs exception in this case? And so the Supreme Court goes through a number of cases trying to compare this circumstance, this case, to others that have been previously decided. So let's take a look at the other cases and what the Supreme Court has told us thus far. In three of those cases, the Supreme Court sustained drug testing for railway employees involved in train accidents. For the United States Customs Service employees seeking promotion to certain sensitive positions. And for high school students participating in interscholastic sports. In the fourth case, the Supreme Court struck down such testing for candidates for designated state offices as unreasonable. We start with the premise that a reasonable expectation of privacy enjoyed by a typical patient undergoing routine diagnostic tests at any hospital is that the results of that test will not be shared with non-medical personnel without their consent. And in the cases that the Supreme Court cited, the interest or that special need that justified a warrantless search was divorced from the general need for law enforcement. And here, by looking at the policy itself, we can't separate law enforcement purpose from trying to deter pregnant women from using drugs. In fact, let's take a look at this policy. Here's what the court says. Telling the document codifying the policy incorporates the police operational guidelines. It devotes attention to the chain of custody, the range of possible criminal charges, and the logistics of police notification and arrests. Nowhere, however, does the document discuss different course of medical treatment for either mother or infant, aside from treatment for the mother's addiction. Moreover, thereafter the development and application of the policy, the Charleston prosecutors and police were extensively involved in the day-to-day -day administration of the policy. Police and prosecutors decided who would receive the reports of positive drug screens and what information would be included in those reports. Law enforcement officials also helped determine the procedures to be followed when performing the screens. In the course of policies administration, they had access to Nurse Brown's medical files on the women who tested positive, routinely attended the substance abuse drug meetings, and regularly received copies of team documents discussing the women's progress. Police took pains to coordinate the timing and circumstances of the arrests with MUSC staff, and in particular, Nurse Brown. While the ultimate goal of the program may well have been to get women in question into substance abuse treatment and off of drugs, the immediate objective of the searches was to generate evidence for law enforcement purposes. Any governmental agents, including the police or medical professionals, have certain obligations to inform their patients of their constitutional rights. While state medical employees may have a duty to provide evidence of criminal conduct to the police that they inadvertently acquire during the course of routine medical treatment, 
when they obtain such evidence for the sole purpose of incriminating their patients, they have a special duty and obligation to make sure that the patients are informed of their constitutional rights. Even if their motives were benign rather than punitive, such motives cannot justify a departure from the Fourth Amendment requirements. And so the policy and the searches themselves were in fact conducted in violation of the Fourth Amendment. I hope you learned a little bit more about the Fourth Amendment and how it applies outside of our general law enforcement that we usually talk about on this channel. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up, subscribe to my channel, hit that bell notification button so next time I post, you'll be first to know. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording, please give my podcast a five-star review rating. And finally, if you want to support my channel, please consider going to lostash.com merch and checking out some of my products, including this Do Not Arrest This Person hat that says Do Not Arrest This Person and also my t-shirts. Thanks for watching.